Hello everyone, welcome Hello. back to Double Time, where we establish a story through complete improvisation as anything literally can happen. Yup. Um, before we get into it, what I want to say is if you're ever interested in looking up any tabletop RPGs, anything that interests you but you're not too sure about it, check out RPG League at their landing page, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. They have reviews that go about all sorts of different tabletop RPGs, like uh, White Wolf, Pathfinder, Star Wars, all sorts of stuff. So check them out at the landing page at www.rpgleague.com, and you'll be able to gather a bunch of new information. So where we last left off, we start our new arc, more or less. Yes, sir. We spent a very long time enjoying some work or shopping in Waterdeep, where we then established a job where we would be helping a group deal with a militia-slash-terroristic group called the Magi. They planned to leave the continent, and as a result, we were shipped to um, Loudwater, so that way we can be a form of net, as they have established teams across the entirety of the town, oh, across the bordering continent, basically. We were sent as a group amongst one other group, I believe, that was sent there, uh, who we have no idea of, and on the way to traveling there, it was a very remedial and boring travel. For nearly 21 to 22 days, I believe, nothing happened as they traveled to Loudwater. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing, until they turned into a forest and then spent a few days traveling down that going down that they jester was having a feverish form of anxiety which has been growing steadily and steadilier getting to the point of where he felt unnerved in the current camp setting that they were in and began to investigate waking everyone up and going around trying to find what they could only to find that the world that they were in seemed to meld away as his allies, <clears throat> uh, Harst, um, Barst, Barst, yes, B, Barst, Chalet, and Eris were not there any longer. The room then began to form into the same spectral thought process that Jester has whenever he is not in control of the body. From there, his massive door, which leads to his inner thoughts. A strawed spectral figure began to push through it and began to attack until he summoned, Jester summoned, a spectral Anna in response to it as he was unable to break hold of the concentration. That feeling of losing control of his body was not there when the time had come. Eventually leading to defeating the Strahd for but a moment before he tried to be released once again from the inner thoughts of Jester, Jester found the ribbon of his memory that Strahd had once torn into, still leaving and resembling a mark in it. From there, Jester fought against the wind, with Anna's help, fought against Strahd, and cut that mark out of the ribbon, which then allowed it to flow naturally. Anna, now in control, woke up feeling empty, and spoke to a Jester who did not have any memory of who they were. 
frightened, afraid, and worried for her friend, she explained it to everyone at the group as they traveled to Loudwater. And that is where we last left off. Yes. Okay. I've been preparing for this for a while, maybe, possibly. <laughs> I mean, it is a change. For once, I don't start. Yes, I am the DM to start with, for now, at least. Oh, and also, because it is a new arc that we have dubbed Dangerous Unfamiliar Faces, I have established a new timer ringer that is not Majora's <gasps> Laugh. Is it Link falling into a pit? It is not. It is something way funnier. Is it? Hmm. I, when it comes off, you will hear it. Okay. <clears throat> I am ready. I am as well. So, Anna, you are sitting in the back of the wagon, across from Chalet and Eris, while Burst drives the cart. Uh, the weather is clear. There's not too much of a wind as you're still in the forest, uh, nearing the the outside edge of it. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any any wildlife around. Like, you weren't expecting to see a whole lot, but there's no no insects or anything. It's very, very quiet. Very peaceful. Mm -hmm. um, just for my own sake, uh, would it be a fair estimate that Anna had used the 50 gold ink and um, the spell scroll for alarm to add that to her spellbook of rituals. Absolutely. Okay. At some point during this travel, it would have only taken a few hours, but yeah, we I mean you've had, had to leave for days. I'm assuming you would have at some point. Okay. <clears throat> so, as you crest the uh, the outside edge of the forest, I don't know if there's an actual word for it. I suppose it doesn't matter. Uh, in the distance, you can see, nestled behind a couple hills, is the town of Loudwater. Make a perception check. Will do. Ooh. New roll of the new arc? Not very good. Very nice. Uh, I believe that is, yes, a nine. Wow, a nine. The town, uh, or its size, from what you can see at least from here, seems rather quiet. You don't hear much much hustle and or bustle coming from the city, town, thing. Mm. Uh, nor do you see anybody in the fields working around it. As you approach closer in the cart, you notice that the ground begins to uh, lose its luster. The grass becomes very pale and eventually disappears entirely. Hmm. This is As definitely you... a dreary, very uh, dreary town. As you crest the first hill, uh, make another perception check. Will do. Hey, 15. 15. Uh, you notice that towards the town, the ground appears to be in a much worse shape than it was just moments ago. Hmm. All vegetation seems to be dead or gone, and the dirt itself looks almost more like a dark black ash or sand. 
uh, every every once in a while you see a like a a large flat area that almost seems to shine like glass. As you get closer to the town, the weather takes a, a sharp change. The wind picks up, though none of the ash or anything starts flying around, and it gets dreadfully cold. Almost out of nowhere, the sky seems to darken, even though there's no clouds to block the sun. Um, how far out from Loudwater would you say we are? Me, as a DM, or yeah. are you asking? Uh, maybe like... Uh, imperial measurements, I assume. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna start ritual casting detect magic. Okay. Yeah, you're about seven hundred whatever a step down from mile is. Feet? Yes. Yeah, I'm okay. just gonna start ritual casting detect magic. It's gonna take ten minutes, but I'm feeling a little unnerved. Okay. Uh, as you start doing this, Chalet and Everybody else are looking around with the, just with a with pensive stares. They look on edge, and it almost looks like they're waiting for something, but they don't quite know what that is. Uh, your spell goes off because nothing happens. Okay. Um, there yeah. is. I, I can only see magic that's within thirty feet. Okay. Just you see very, very faint traces of evocation magic and conjuration magic. Almost as if it is very, very old. Almost okay. like a, uh, just like a gentle, gentle essence in the area. There's, it doesn't look like a spell has been cast here recently. Okay. It's fine. This seems to be natural i guess not necessarily natural for nature but it's been going on for probably a while make another perception check with disadvantage with disadvantage okay well i mean that one was okay hey that one was technically better so 15 again 15 as you're talking to your friends and just soothing their nerves as you're locked locking eyes with chalet you see over her uh left shoulder in the far distance, out in the field, appears to be some kind of stone, maybe. It stands maybe about two and a half to three feet in height, maybe about a foot and a half in width, and it doesn't seem to be moving. A stone? A stone. You can't quite make out any defining shapes in it. It just looks to be like a stone out in the field. Out in the field? Okay. Um, and how far away was it? Uh, yeah, about 100 feet. Hey, Chalet, would you mind coming with me? There's something strange about that rock. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Burst stops the cart, looks around. Yeah, you, uh, two, you two stay on watch. Me and Shalai are gonna take a look quick, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk towards it, 
Uh, I still okay. have detect magic on, so once yep. I get within 30 feet, I would be able to see anything. Okay, so Chalet follows, like, right beside you. As you approach this rock, you do not see any difference in the magics around it. But as you approach it, you notice that it has a humanoid shape, almost like if someone was... Uh... Hmm. Would I know about magic that would do something like this? Or like a creature that might do something like this? Yeah, make a nature check or a straight intelligence check. I mean, they're both the same. <laughs> I have to offer the the choice. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, six? Six, uh, yeah, you, you do not know what could cause this. It might be a creature, it might be some kind of freak accident, you weren't quite sure. It just looks like a humanoid? Yeah, it looks like the, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the people in Pompeii, after the volcano blew up and smothered them, mm, looks mm. like that. Looks like basically a petrified individual. Yes, but they aren't stone. They look to be made of the similar material to the ash or sand. Huh. Okay. Um. Alright, this isn't, uh, this doesn't bode very well with me. I'm not sure what would have caused this. Does Is there any, like, any markings around him, or does it just look like they're suddenly there, turned into there this thing? There is... Uh, make a survival check. Survival check. Okay. Also not very good, as my wisdom is not very good. Hey, at nine. Nine. Looking around the oh the immediate area around this cadaver, the ground doesn't seem to be disturbed in any way that you can make sense of. It looks rather peaceful and undisturbed. Okay. I'm not seeing anything, so Shalai, let's go back and uh, make our way out. Shalai oh, looks weird. pale and she grabs the hilt of her longsword. Okay. Um, yes, I don't want to spend any more time out here than we have to. Mm-hmm. Alright, and I'm, we're gonna go back to the cart. Okay, so the two of you get back in the cart, and you start going down the road again. Make another perception check. Oh god, alright, come on, d20, one more shitty roll and you're going back in the box. This is going back in the box, that's a six. Six. Gotta get a new damn dice, you piece of turd. <laughs> As you start approaching the town, you cast your gaze out into the surrounding fields, and you don't see anything different than the, the dark black sand or ash. Hmm. Um, uh, would I still have Detect Magic up, by the way? How long does it last? Ten minutes. Ten minutes? Uh, you'd have about two-ish minutes left. Okay, just checking. If it runs out, then I'm going to start ritual casting it again. Okay. Uh, you just keep approaching the town. Your spell fades. You cast it again. Nothing different than the last casting. Okay. You get within about a hundred and fifty feet from the village, uh, and you see through or running what appears to be as if they were running down the road out of town, more of these 
ashy figures. Men, women, children, all running, looking over their shoulders in terror. Uh, which direction are they? Are they looking in random directions, or are they kind of like all They all appear to be looking over their shoulders back into the center of town. Into the center of town? Yes. Uh, okay. This is bad. Stop, stop. First stops the cart. <clears throat> this is diff- this is odd. Everyone is running away from the town. Um, I have an idea. I don't know if it's going to necessarily work, but... We don't necessarily need this cart anymore, right? First, let's go with the reins. Uh, eh, not really, I suppose. Let's send the horse into the city first. I want to see if something happens to it, or if a creature rushes out after it. These people okay. are fleeing from something, and clearly it's terrifying enough to do this to them. Flash frozen like this is not something normal. Burst shoots you a quizzical look, but he, he nods and gets off the cart and starts uh, taking the horse out of the uh, mantle. Mantle? What? Yeah. Out of the harness. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm going to do my best to send the horse down to, uh, into the city. Okay, yeah, you just kind of point it down the road, and you walk with it for maybe about 20 feet, and then it starts walking on its own, and just heads into town. Uh, you watch as it goes, it walks past the people. There's no walls around the town, it's kind of just like an open, open air kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, it just walks into town, nothing happens. It's no, like, people reacting or anything? No. Alright. Um, I'm gonna go in and uh, stay somewhat close. Stay maybe about 30 feet behind me. We're gonna walk into the city, because this is different. There's no people here. How big is Loudwater? Uh, uh, it's a... Uh, just it's it's a small farming community. They don't really have a whole lot in the way of commodities, so the town has never really grown. Probably close to about 500, 600 people. Okay. So yeah, not not very big at all. No. <sighs> and there's no volcano nearby, right? No, there's. It, it, <laughs> you can see down the hill from the town is the river, and the river looks to be fine. There's no hills or anything that could be constituted as a volcano. Okay. Then it's like haven't... it's like the hillscape has turned into some kind of horrible desert. And the buildings look fine or they look like they're kind of covered in ash? The ones you can see look okay. They look a little bit worn out. Maybe just from lack of care. But nothing looks destroyed. Okay. Yeah, then I'm gonna instruct the the three of them to stay about 30 feet behind me so that way um, I can kind of take the lead okay so uh, straight behind you is Eris and then on her left and right are Chalet and Barst and they all have their weapons drawn and they follow behind you okay I would have had detect magic up by this point as well so that way when we while we're walking there I'll have detect magic going yep 
Okay. So you approach the town. As you get within maybe 20 feet of the other ashen figures flanking either side of the road, you don't detect anything different than what you had previously from the last one. Make a... Make an investigation check. Okay. Um... I'm going to use my channel divinity to become proficient in investigation. Okay. So I'll add plus four to that. Which is fantastic. That makes it a 26. 26. As you're walking by, uh, a slight glint catches the uh, corner of your vision on your left. And you look over and you see jutting out of the back of what appears to be a, a man who was turned into this ash is maybe about a half an inch of this translucent purple rock. Translucent purple rock? Yes. And it doesn't seem to be like affected by any of this? It's just like, um, it's it's in a person? Yeah, it's like, it's sticking out of his back. Hmm. Uh, with your detect magic up, you don't detect anything okay. different about it. Then I think I'll reach for it, very okay. cautiously try to take it out, I guess. Okay, as you grab it, make a strength check. Oh, that, those aren't good. Uh, 12? 12 is enough. As you start to wiggle it, uh, you can see that his form begins to shake, and as you pull on it ever so slightly, his whole form just collapses Oh. into ash, and you're holding this fist-sized purple rock. Okay. I'm gonna put that in the bag of holding. Okay. Do I see any more of those on other people, or is it just this one? You see a couple more. They seem to be about the same size. Nothing nothing different about them. Okay, I'm not going to take them from the others. Uh, I'm going to continue on towards the city, then. Okay. As you step past all these people, past the, the first set of buildings on the outside of town, the streets are dirt, or they would have been dirt, but they are also this gray, dark gray ash. You step further in the town, uh, expecting something to happen. Everybody is on edge, and there is nothing. It is just dead quiet. There doesn't appear to be any, any living things around. You see a couple more of these ashen figures, but they don't appear to be tightly grouped together. Some are cowering in fear next to a building. Some are, like, mid-stride out of, like, doorways and stuff. Okay. Um, I'm going to go into the nearest, like, inn-looking type of building. Okay. Uh, just opposite the road you came in on this large central uh, plaza area is what looks to be an inn made of dark wood no sign hanging above the door and there's a large 
uh, picture window off to one side, opposite the door. In the doorway is one of these action figures. He appears to be holding this uh, this dwarven-looking, dwarven-sized individual. He appears to be holding the door open, and looks like he was in mid-motion to call out to someone. Out of, like, uh, concern, or just in normal uh, Make an insight check with disadvantage. Okay. As their features are heavily uh, obscured. Okay. Um, insights, you say. Uh, that is a 18. 18. Yeah, 13. If you had 14. to take a, a guess, you would assume he was calling out to someone to come to him, but you aren't entirely sure. Okay. As you turn around and look back out into the plaza, there doesn't appear to be anyone in particular that could have been there that he was calling out to. Maybe it was just like a general come here motion. Okay. Um, this isn't good. Uh, what are your insights on this, everyone? and Chalet look round nervously. Eris is flipping through her book. This is quite unheard of, I, I believe. I, in my research in the Shadowfell, which was quite limited, I'll have you know. Hmm. Um, I don't think this was natural. Whatever caused this was either extremely powerful magic or the work of some being. Hmm. Well, let's, um, stay within pairs. Um, Eris and Chalet, maybe you should go see if you can find any other kind of I don't know, evidence of what might have happened here I'm gonna identify this uh, rock and see if it has any magical properties that I'm unaware of it's been uh, on a bunch of them but I don't know why it would be only on a few Chalet grabs Eris by the arm and nods we'll, we'll go look around the rest of the town and see if we can find any survivors okay I'm gonna sit down and ritual cast identify okay so Eris sits on the minutes. He sits on the front step, just ahead of you, looking around. So you cast Identify. Nothing happens in the time. Uh, you... I, you... The spell goes off. The rock doesn't appear to be magical at all. Uh, but it does have a faint... faint energy to it. Do I get any idea of what energy that might be? Like necrotic, or... Uh, hmm. It's not magical energy, right? No, it's not okay. magical energy. Uh, hmm, I gotta be vague about this, because if I tell you what it is, you'll know immediately. Okay. Make a intelligence check. Okay, I mean, that's something I'm decent at. Uh, 15? 
15. The... It's an unfamiliar energy. You don't spend too much time dabbling with uh, necromancy or anything like that. But you definitely know it's not necromancy. It might be general... The general energy of the living, maybe? Hmm. Okay. idea what this is, Barst. It's... These were on some of the people, but they're not on everyone, so I don't know what they would be. I don't want to think they're the cause of what this is, but at the same time, they're fleeing from the town. And this weather change is not natural. Not at all. I think we should leave soon. I agree. I don't want to spend any more time here. Where do you yeah. where do you recommend we go though? We were supposed to come here to investigate the Magi, but any kind of gestures to the area doesn't appear to be a whole lot going on here anymore. No. necessarily get any information out of us out of uh, our friend from Waterdeep so we were told to stay somewhat away from um, the city or the area to the east of this so maybe we should head there start making some progress that way until we are people leaving from the city in every direction or is it more so they're literally leaving um, as you look around you can see that they are just fleeing from the center of town in any direction they can go there doesn't appear to be a set path that they are all taking it appears to be more like a like a mad scramble okay whatever happened here happened in this city so we need to leave yeah, we should we should grab Eris and Chalet and then our horse and probably leave. Probably a good idea. There's nothing else around other than uh yeah the Zelbros to the west, and I highly doubt they went there. That's back towards Waterdeep. That's a terrible mm-hmm. strategy. To to try to leave by going further away. Yes. Before we do though, I'm gonna just get a general eye around this area I'm gonna unfurl my wings and fly about probably a decent height maybe about 200 feet up so that way I can try to see a fair lay of the land and spot any inconsistencies okay so you fly straight up make a perception check with advantage with advantage okay ooh that was good uh 17 sorry 16 16 well, it's, it's the same, so... Okay. As you look out, uh, you notice quite a few of these... these ashen husks about. And as you're making, like, a general... 
glance around the area, you notice that the devastation that's occurred to the land is centered perfectly in a circle around the town. What? Knowing about hollow magic, would I know anything about desecration magic? Mm, make a arcana check with disadvantage. With disadvantage, okay. Uh, well, that wasn't very good, but it is an arcana check, which I'm decent at, so. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping a four would have been the lowest, but uh, that makes it a 13. 13? You you know it's it's bad, and it, it, it appears to kill whatever it comes in contact with, but you don't know what spell it was, or what kind of horrible ritual was performed here to do this, but you know it was definitely, definitely bad. Are trees affected in the same way, or is it just the people? All living material within the, the, the radius is dead. Okay. Hmm. Alright, I'm gonna fly back down. Yes, we need to leave. Whatever happened here, I don't think it's gonna happen again. But it's within a certain threshold. Clearly, it's in a perfect circle format. Well, that's not very reassuring. No. So we need to definitely head east and potentially find cause of this. Maybe somebody was able to leave in time or somebody from the town was on the way back when they first saw this and also fled somewhere else. Hopefully. Well, we have two options. We either head east into the city or we head west into Zelbros. Both are about the same distance from here. Maybe we should split up and go look in both. On the off chance that somebody got out on either side. Okay, yeah. It's a far travel, though. And we also don't have two horses and carts. That's also true. Mm. I... Tis your call, I suppose. Mm. I think it would be best if we stayed together, at least, and head east. Because if they went west then potentially they would have come in contact with whoever did this anyways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think the four of us should head east. Probably the best move. I'll go see if I can uh, find them. Kind of gotten too far. As he uh, takes a step to leave, make a perception check. Oh god. Oh god, don't turn into ash, for the love of god, Barst. <laughs> uh, 14. Uh, a slight gust of wind picks up and blows towards you, and you hear, like, uh, like a rattling coming from behind you. Not very loud, uh, kind of, kind of quiet. Sounds like, like a, like a metal ringing. Ringing or rattling? Uh, eh, eh, rattling. Kind of like a latch to something, or...? Uh, not quite that. Uh, something more refined, like maybe a knife rattling or something like that. 
Okay, well, I'm going to look over to try to see what I can find from that. Okay. As you turn around, uh, you peer past the, uh, the dwarven, dwarven man in the doorway. Inside, on, leaning against the counter, you can see a another ashen figure. And in one hand, he is holding what appears to be a like a small, thin chain. And it is rattling in the wind. Just a normal chain, like it looks more like a like a like an ornamental chain, like jewelry. <sighs> okay, well you you go look for them. I'm gonna stay here and kind of look around, see if I can find anything. Okay, stay safe. If you uh, get in trouble, yell, I guess. Oh, it'll be heard. Um, I guess I'll just double check around, see if there's anything I've missed. Also look at the the individual with the chain. Okay, make a investigation check for the okay. outside area around the bar. Okay. Um, no, my channel divinity would be gone in the last 10 minutes. Uh, that is a 14. 14? You don't notice anything different. And what you had already seen. Okay, nothing with the chain. Uh, the chain is inside, past this this dwarven man in the doorway. If you want to go inside, you'll have to either, well, you'll have to push through him. Hmm. So no other entrances. Uh, you can go through a window. You could smash your way in. Yeah, I'll do that. I don't want to mess with a body. Okay. Want, do they have any orange? Do they have any more gems or um, purple rocks on them? Uh, you don't notice any on either of the two that you can see. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna... They seem brittle enough to fall apart the moment I touch the purple rocks. I don't want to accidentally kill two more people if they're somehow alive or revivable. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just gonna break, break through a window. There's a two-foot-by-three-foot two window kind of off to the side of the door, and you kind of just use the butt of a dagger to smash through it. Carefully climbing through to make sure you don't cut yourself. The inside looks pretty clean. There is a bit of ash gathered around the feet of the several ashen figures in here, but it doesn't appear to be disturbed in any way. Uh, the building, that is. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna check out the individual with the chain then. Okay. Yeah, so as you approach him, her, it, it's hard to tell. They all kind of take on the same shape as all their defining features get blown away in the wind. Um, they just appear to be holding this, this silver chain in one hand. It, it dangles limply on either end of their fist. Some of them just be holding a chain. I'll, um. It's not attached to anything, it's just a chain. Just a chain. Hmm. I guess I'll, uh. Try to take the chain from their hands, I guess. Okay. Just snatch it, or are you gonna try to do anything? Uh, I wanna try to pull it 
from their hand, kind of like like pulling a noodle through a rope type of scenario. So I don't want to try to break through the hand. I want to just pull it through the gap in their hands. Okay, make a sleight of hand check with disadvantage. Oh boy, man, this is something that I'm no good at. Ooh. Ooh, five. Five. Uh, you attempt to be very, very careful, and you pick up one end of the chain and start to pull it out. But as you do, the hand that it's resting on uh, collapses, and like a cascade effect, the whole arm just disintegrates, and then the torso and it all kind of just collapses onto the floor. You are now holding this this decorative chain in one hand. It appears okay. to be maybe 13 inches in length. There's a clasp on one end and a hook on the other. Hmm. Well, that was unfortunate. Um, what the hell happened here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out. If there's nothing else in this in this uh, place, I'm gonna just leave. I'll try to get back to Barst, and hopefully he found the other two. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's nothing else notable in here. Just just a run of the mill in. You climb back up the window, and you take off uh, down the road following Barst's footprints. You travel for maybe a minute and a half. The town isn't very big, and you can see that he is. Uh, bringing Chalet and Eris back towards you. So you, uh, you find anything? Found this, uh, ornamental chain. Other than that, I didn't find anyone else. Yeah. Stole this chain. But it seemed important. I don't know. It seemed to be untouched by everything that happened here. Then again, so does most of the city. Make a... Intelligence check. Okay. Uh, I missed the dice trick. Uh, that would be a 13. 13. Uh, as you're holding out this chain to them, you get a flash of realization. And you realize that the chain wasn't affected, but it also wasn't organic material. Then you look around, and you notice that none of the stone buildings have been affected at all. And it appears only that the people have been. Mm -hmm. You notice that some are wearing jewelry, which looks perfectly fine. Uh, but everything, like skin and bone and all that, is completely destroyed. What about cloth? Is there clothes still? Uh, no. The cloth is also turned into ash. Hmm. Okay. Wood seems to be okay. Pre-cut wood. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we need to leave. Something is definitely wrong about this. And, um... The entire town has been wiped off from the face of the plane. We need to find someone that might know of what happened here. Maybe somebody was coming back and found it in this place. Yeah, let's let's get out of here. I don't mm -hmm. I don't like it here. I don't at all. And Burst takes off jogging back to the uh, the horse to go hitch it back up to the cart. Soleil walks up to you. Are 
Are you sure this was a good idea for a job? I mean, we didn't know what we were going to get into. Clearly they didn't either. Apparently not. I'm scared. More scared than I was in the Shadowfell. Really? We can't compete with something that just kills. I doubt that this was just something about killing. They needed something. Otherwise, why would you use such force like this on such a small town? Why would you not do it somewhere bigger? Like Waterdeep. I, I don't know. They needed something here. Whether it was people or just the essence itself. Because everything that was alive is dead. But everything that doesn't have any kind of organic material to them retains its sheen and display. We need to just leave and find a safer location. Let's get out of this ring of whatever this is. So we're heading towards uh, that that city. That's name is uh, Lork. Lorsk. Lork. And we were told to stay somewhat away from it, or at least kind of stay, keep our distance. But maybe they have something to do with it, or maybe they'll know part of more than what we know. Maybe somebody that was from this town had escaped before it actually occurred. Because obviously some people got further away than the others. I hope you're right. So, based off of that... We were told to stay away from the city, but we were also told to stay here. And, well, that's not happening. No, staying here is not going to do us any good. From my assumption, I don't think that it was a gradual effect, but it also wasn't stagnant. It definitely was a rapid development, but it was from a center point into a ring. Magic like that is not... is something very powerful, and we need to better understand what we're going up against if we're going to even remotely try to fight this. We need to be very, very careful. We do. As you're having this conversation, Varst uh, rolls up in the wagon. Alright, get in. We're getting out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up. Go into it. The three of you get in the back, and then you take off. Heading west. As you leave the town and the uh, circular area of the spell... Uh, there is no one talks. You just sit in silence. Eventually, once you leave the uh, the area, the weather returns to normal. The air warms up again. Sky clears. Turns back into a lovely afternoon. I'm gonna speak to Jester. I know you don't remember a lot, but no. do you um? Do you might do you have any sort of insight on what that might have been? Any experience? You hear some rustling in the back of your mind. 
Uh, well, uh, maybe. Maybe. That is a... Damn, that's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know for sure, but it's obviously very, very powerful. Uh, spells like that normally require quite a few people to cast, so if they... Whatever they did, whoever did this, they were at it for quite a while. Hmm. Well, how do you do such a ritual from a point without anyone noticing for a long time? They had to I stay out of sight. I have no idea. Maybe they didn't cast it in the town? I, I don't know. Thank you. How are you doing? Uh, scared shitless. I wake up on the road with strange people in a strange land, in this strange town filled with strange ash. Not doing very well. Nope. Not at all. It'll get easier. This is just poor timing, is all. I hope so. It will. You may not remember it, but we were in very similar circumstances before, where death was at every turn. That sounds horrible. It I have was. a feeling you're the one who brings us to all these terrible places. I partially was. However, it was you that chose us to go to hell, so... That doesn't sound like something I would ever say, don't you dare suggest it. I am innocent. Of course you are. I'm glad you agree. Just gonna kind of lean back and let time pass. Okay. So you travel for another week? Eight days? Eventually you come to the large city of Lork. It is built of uh, like a like a pale yellow uh, stone, similar to sandstone, uh, with large, a large wall around the outside. It appears to be built up the side of a mountain, with the uh, what appears to be like the royal keep or palace, maybe at the very top, overlooking the city and the valley that it is nestled in. Uh, the land around the city appears to be very rocky and there doesn't appear to be very many farms of any variety, so you assume they do lots of importing from elsewhere for their goods. Mm. The the walls as you approach them are gargantuan. They are extremely tall, like maybe 50-60 feet tall. Jeez. They are gigantic. Wow. Well, that's a bit intimidating. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, just a bit. Just, just a tiny bit. Just, just, just a wee bit. Um, hmm. There is no line to get into town. And the, uh, the large portcullis is raised. You see, uh, three guards standing, uh, in front of the gate, all wearing, uh, identical black plate armor, uh, emblazoned with a, like a, like a key on the breastplate. Okay. 
One of them is wearing a helmet with a large feather plume sticking out the top, and he's holding a spear in one hand, and the other two have uh, halberds. Halt! Who goes yes. there? Burst stops at the cart. We're just a traveling group. We are trying to find a new location to kind of nestle in, and we came across the city of uh, Loudwater, and everything there has gone terrible. The man do you... nods grimly. I, Loudwater, we had a uh, couple refugees come in, said something terrible happened, but they couldn't make sense of it. Neither could we. What were they saying? Uh, some kind of horrible storm, purple lightning, uh, turning the, the, the ground into the broken shards of glass and ash. Quite frankly, I didn't believe it, but the people seemed genuinely frightened, so we let them stay. Okay, thank you. Um, Just, uh, you're welcome to come in. Just keep out of trouble. Uh, we, we don't take too kindly to criminals here. Well, we're clearly not taking anything with us that would be, uh, anything illegal. He okay. does not laugh or anything. He kind of just deadpan stares at you. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, we'll be on our way. Hi, welcome to Lork. Thank you. I'm going to lean into Barst. We should definitely talk to um, those people from the city. Most definitely. Uh, Barst leans over. Uh, sir. Uh, yes? Yes, can I help you? Do you have any questions? Uh, yeah. Where where are these people at? Uh, well, they came in and they went to uh, the, the barracks to talk with my commander. And from there, I do not know. If you want to talk to him, to ask him where they are, it's probably your best bet. Burst nods wordlessly and just continues in through the gate. The city of Lork is expansive. Probably slightly bigger than Waterdeep. All the buildings are immaculate, made of the same uh, stone as the walls. There doesn't appear to be any wood used at all in the, uh, the architecture. Make a history check. Okay, this is something I'm good at. Uh, that is a 30. 30? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Plus 11 and a natural 19. From your studies from Neverwinter, when we were there, you recall that Lork used to be exclusively a dwarven city, and it was known for its abundance of silver in the mountains. Uh, after a great calamity struck, the city was abandoned, mostly. And the few dwarves that remained uh, uh, began to coexist with uh, humans from the Sword Coast. And together they rebuilt the remnants of the city. And in doing so, the city took on a uh, kind of like a postmodern feeling with, uh, with a mix of architecture of 
dwarven and human architects. There you go. Hmm. It is very pretty, but it also is also pretty unique from what you've seen. Many of the buildings in the city appear to have domed roofs or glass ceilings. All very, very high-end. Very well built and constructed. Yes, it, it's, okay. it's immaculate. Hmm. He said that we needed to speak to who again? It was the... Uh... His, uh, his commander at the barracks. Mm -hmm. We should head there first, then. Uh, yeah. You, you three go do that. I'll go see if I can find somewhere for the cart and the horse. Yeah, we'll do that. Eris, Shalef, come on. Uh, okay. Yes, I want to walk again. It's been a very long time. Eris slams her book and marches to the cart. What's wrong with her? Uh, I think she's antsy. She witnessed some horrible tragedy, I'm sure you remember. <clears throat> and then she had to sit on it for over a week. I think she just needs some time. That's fair. Everything does not seem to be going very well. No. Though I must admit this place is quite a step up from uh, Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. It is. The uh, walls are, at the same time being intimidating, they're also obviously very defensive. Extremely. So, I feel a little bit safer here, but we should still be careful. We were told to be cautious of the city for a reason. Yes. As so, you as you're walking, uh, you cast your glaze your gaze to the uh, the the street, and it is all oh excuse me different colored stone bricks making like a mosaic pattern. It is stunning. Jeez. If I ever need remodeling, I'll definitely come here. You and me both. This is amazing. Do you know exactly where we're going? Other than the barracks, I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna ask around to see if um, someone can direct me towards the barracks. Okay. Or if I can try to find them. As you're uh, making your way up the street, you you stop and ask this uh, rather old-looking dwarvish man with a very long, uh, very well-kept beard with a couple uh, bronze trinkets throughout it. He's wearing very fancy clothes and he has a little small hat. Ah! Uh, hello! Don't think I recognize either any of you. He notices no. Eris kind of hiding behind Chalet. No, and we're I, uh, here. Well, welcome to Lork. Well, Anything I can you. help you with? We were looking for um, the barracks we're looking for the commander. We were told that if we uh, wanted to talk to someone, he would be the one to know where they were. Ah, yes, the commander. Very, very busy man, but very good at his job. And he, he looks at you and points at you. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yes. Sure. If you're looking for the barracks, you want to just follow the outside of the wall over there. And he points, like, up to the wall, which is a couple roads away, over a couple buildings. Just follow the wall, and you'll find it with no trouble at all. Oh, I even rhymed there. I am <laughs> on fire today. I have the impression that this dude's a little weird. 
Uh, maybe a bit weird. He appears to be enjoying life quite a bit, and he doesn't seem to have a whole lot of cares. Just maybe because he's extraordinarily rich. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, people that usually live in these high-end type of homes seem to be very valued, or be uh, very well in finance. But, um, I'm going to follow his directions and go over to um, where it's at. Okay, so you just follow the outside of the wall. You come to a... Uh... A large, a larger tower built into the wall. Uh, there are two guards posted on either side of a uh, a large doorway, and there is uh, like a, there's torch sconces on either side. They, uh, as you walk up to them, they cross their weapons in front of the door. You have any uh, business here? Um. The guard out front, he has said that if I wanted to find anyone that I would I should speak to the his commander in the barracks. We wanted to discuss with some individuals back from um, the refugees from Loudwater. Uh yeah, we heard about that. They came here looking for uh, amnesty. Uh, if you want to talk to him, go right ahead. Thank they you. stand at ease and gesture to the door. Alright, I'm going to go into the room. You step inside. Uh, it is a very large open space building. There is a set of uh, stone stairs that work their way up the outside of the tower. There are no no dividing walls anywhere. There is a, there's two doors on either side, uh, which you assume travel through the inside of the wall. Hmm. Across okay. the room from the door is a uh, extremely large a dark wood desk uh, with a candle sitting on it. The room itself is very dark, so the candle is almost necessary to see. Just to clarify as well, um, when it's traveling, like we're in the wall. Yes, the, the the tower itself is built into the wall. Okay, and is that a part of the mountain sides, or are we just like in a different? You portion? are the the wall itself encompasses the city opposite the mountains. They use the, the mountains for the walls on the back because it's a mountain. You can't really do a whole lot from it. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, the guards barracks tower is close-ish to the mountain. It's, it's it's starting to work its way up the incline of the mountain. Okay. Thank you. You see a uh, rather haggard-looking dwarven man wearing uh, the same black plate armor as the guys outside and at the door. He's uh, got a very short-kept beard, probably to keep his helmet from killing him. Uh, very long, frazzled gray hair. As he's sitting there reading something, you can see that he is absentmindedly running one of his hands through his hair, mumbling to himself about something. As he sees you, he uh, looks up and stands up. And as he gets out of his chair, he kind of falls behind the desk because he's so short. And he comes around to the front. I, you must be, well, by the looks of you, you must be adventurers, am I correct? Uh, well, yes, that would be correct. We actually came because we needed to speak to the commander, and I'm assuming that's you? Aye, that's me. Well, commander Garen, at your, at your service, ma'am. Garen? Yes. Garen, okay. My name is Anna. 
thank you for um, speaking to me. Uh, though I do go by Izith as well. That's what my friends call me. Alright. Um, Fine by me. We wanted to talk to you because we came into um, Loudwater and saw the state that it was in. We were told by uh, a guard out front to speak to you if we wanted to find out where the refugees of that city might have gone. He folds his arms and looks at the floor and nods slowly. I we heard about Loudwater. Uh, only about five people ever made it here. Don't know how many else tried. They never said. Not uh, a lot made it out of the town. No. We haven't sent anybody to investigate, mainly because we can't uh, can't afford to. Don't want to leave any uh, holes in our defenses in case whatever happened there tries to well, happen here. Um, take this. I'm going to hand him the uh, purple rock that I had. This was layered into many of the different bodies there. It might come in handy for investigating on your own time rather than going there yourself. <laughs> I assume that was the alarm. <laughs> you probably do not know anything about JoJo, do you? I know it's fucked up. <laughs> I will show you a clip of exactly where that comes from <laughs> later on. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. I am going to try to maintain control, though. Okay. Uh, that is a seven. I rolled a natural 20. Okay, well then. I have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> Were you My expecting God. us to stay in loud water? Uh, maybe for at least a few days. Nah, gotta up the ante. Uh, yeah, it's been upped. It's been <laughs> upped all right. You fucking wiped out an entire city. I think it's been upped. I'll do it again. <laughs> Fucking bam! Lork is gone. <laughs> the blink of an eye. Jesus. Alright, we also would have our channel divinity back as well. Yes. We got two uses, do we not? We, um, I do. I believe I do. Not the look. Level six cleric? Is it level six? Because if it is, then that would be exactly when you get it. Yes, it's exactly what I have. <laughs> okay, then yes, you have your two channel divinities. Very good. It's very important. Alright. Oh, God. Okay. So, Jester. Yes. An unfamiliar feeling washes through you as this pull, it, this psychic pull almost, where it's a splitting headache for a few moments, and then suddenly your eyes blink and you are standing, looking down at this uh, small gnomish... Was it gnomish or was it halfling? Uh, dwarven. Dwarven. God, I was off on all parts. I was been, I've been thinking about everything that had happened, and as a result, I don't remember... A lot. <laughs> uh, for future reference, in case either of us forget, the city is like 99% dwarves and humans. Got it. Okay. So 99% dwarves and humans. Okay. 
I remember that part. I do remember you saying that it was basically comprised of dwarves and humans. I just, for some reason, thought this was a gnome. I classified short as gnome. Wow, that's racist. <laughs> Says the one that doesn't like gnomes. <laughs> oh god, what if he doesn't remember that? Oh. Okay, anyways, I haven't started the timer yet. I honestly don't remember why I don't like gnomes. I don't remember either. For some reason, you just had Jester hating gnomes. Just a general hatred for gnomes, okay. <laughs> you met a gnome in Neverwinter and fucking burned That's down a right. stall. He was That's a little it. shit. He deserved it. <laughs> he didn't do anything. <laughs> That's, what... That's what you want me to think. <laughs> but I wouldn't remember that anyway, so my hatred for gnomes is gone. <laughs> this unfamiliar feeling washed over you, and you're blinking, looking down at this dwarven man. Uh, oh, oh, my head. You all right there? Uh, just just a minute. <sighs> hand yeah. comes onto your shoulder, and it's kind of like tapping you on the shoulder as uh, uh, Chalet put a hand onto you. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's the new elevation. Gets to him sometimes. Yeah, I uh, don't normally come up this high. I see. Well, thank you for this, uh, rock. Not uh, something I've seen before. You're welcome. I, I assume it's going to be more beneficial for you to have than than me. So, there you go. Well, say this is the time I'm having to send someone to find out what happened over there. Well, you're here looking for the refugees, correct? Yes. Just to make sure that they're okay figure out what they know stuff like that <clears throat> well seeing as they don't dwell here obviously our lavish homes don't just get rented out for cheap we set up a small tent for them towards the uh, northwestern portion of the city up against the wall uh tent okay got it you, you can't miss it in comparison to everything else around here you'll see it Okay. Make a mental note. An eyesore of a tent. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir, for your time. Uh, if, we find, if we find anything else out important, uh, we'll make sure to let you know. Thank you. It'd be and important I... because uh, if what you're saying is true, then now we have two accounts that are confirming what happened in Loudwater. Yeah, it was... Uh, not great to look at. A lot of dead people. Hmm. Land itself was killed. Well, rest assured we'll figure this out. Okay. Uh, have a good day. And I leave. Alright, you too. And, uh, okay, so you turn around and you leave the other uh, two behind you, Chalet and Eris, uh, follow you out, the two guards that were posted out front kind of give you a brief nod. Chalet uh, puts a shoulder in your hand. Is it you, Jester? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Hi. My name is Chalet. This is Eris. I We're... think Anne has told me about you too. Pretty sure mm -hmm. she has. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, we're, we're here to help you. So please just 
talk to us if you need anything. Okay. Well, if Anna trusts you, I guess I trust you too. Otherwise, we'd probably be dead by now. So, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I mean, you helped save us, so we're going to accompany you. Of course, yes. I, I definitely helped you. Definitely helped you. And I'm just nodding and smiling, even though I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see as well that uh, Chalet's face gets um, very evidently emotional as she kind of bites her lip. Well, let's go find this tent. <clears throat> and she kind of takes a few steps in front. Eris following suit. I follow behind them. Anna, what right. the fuck was that? Um, I mean, we're your friends, so... It's sometimes hard seeing your friend in such a state. Okay. I mean, it, it'll make sense. Just focus on our task at hand. Okay. It'll make it easier. My name is Jester. I don't have a name. I'm just a title. Jester was the name that you had. Unless you had something different. I don't... I... I don't, I don't remember. I'll, I'll stick with Jester, I guess. For now, at least. If you remember something, then speak up. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's go find this tent and hopefully help a couple people. Okay. So, making your way to the tent, it takes you the better part of maybe an hour just traveling from alleys to alleys to get up to it. Uh, looking around, all the homes are progressively getting nicer and nicer as you're heading up more north. Um, <clears throat> the populace definitely presiding into the homes are um, look to be fairly well-off individuals of dwarven and humankind. They are wearing fancier clothes as well as have um, very expansive homes. As you travel towards um, the northwest, you eventually get to a point where the homes kind of dwindle. The amount of them shrink and um, the quality of them tend to get a little bit less um, well off. Though they still look to be lavish and in very nice conditions and uh, built very uh, powerfully, you can tell that they aren't of the same quality as they were before. More like a middle class esque. Yeah, kind probably of like probably an upper middle class while the people that you were definitely going towards was was definitely upper high class i see okay um looking around make a perception check looking for a tent oh yes that is pretty good i think oh can't remember 18 easily enough you just kind of instinctually look to your left uh, as you're heading up one of these alleys, and you can spot that there's a number of people that are in fancy clothes, are kind of hassling and um, bullying this uh, younger girl. She seems to be human, maybe in her uh, mid to high teens, closer to probably like 17 or 18. And she seems to have like a bag of. Uh, a leather sack of produce, like apples. Hmm. Okay. And um, you can see two dwarven, uh, one woman, one man, are uh, 
nearing her, kind of uh, pointing and grumbling. You can kind of hear that in the distance. You're not sure what they're saying, but you can tell that the the, the tone of the two dwarves is angry in comparison to uh, the girl who's kind of cowering and afraid. They, uh, they look like bad people, Anna. Are those the kind of people that we stab in the neck? No, they're just... They're, they're verbally assaulting this woman. They don't You don't need to go into such drastic measures. But I mean, they're bad people. Not everyone bad needs to be killed. Make the world a better place. You know what, we're not having this argument now. I stroll over. Uh, okay. What's, what's going on here, you rabble rousers? Rebel rousers? Would you prefer shithead? The uh, dwarven woman pictures in. I'll have you know you can't speak to us in that way. Who uh, are you to come off under such a noble foot? I am quite noble, and you, my good lady, are not. She kind of gives like a face of disgust, just... Uh, the uh, dwarven man puts a puts his hand out, kind of like sidesteps her. Don't worry, someone like this is someone who can't take what they dish out. Is that uh, a threat? <laughs> okay. Uh, make a Constitution saving throw. Uh, that's a straight roll, so twelve. Twelve. Um, that's enough. So as you says after you say, is that a threat? The dwarven man, with almost swift precision, headbutts you in your abdomen, and it knocks the wind out of you. But you stay on your feet and just kind of like look back. It doesn't hurt so it's like significantly. It just caught you off guard and knocked all the wind out of you. Why don't you step off? I was having a conversation with the little one here. I just deadpan stare at him for a hot second. Grab the hilt of my knife. Pull it out of its sheath and spin it around in my hand. Make uh, make an intimidation check with advantage. Intimidation. Uh, 21. 22, rather. Okay. Uh, after you start spinning it around, his face, his dwarven face grows pale, and it's a little bit, like, older, clearly something that has been in this kind of lifestyle for a long time, and, um, you can see it just goes pale, and he takes a few steps back. Alright, look, we'll, let's be civil. Sorry. We're gonna be leaving now. You're only being civil because it suits you now. Get the fuck out of here. After he does, the uh, woman, um, the dwarven woman kind of spits on the ground towards the girl, and they both trudge off down an alley in a very fast pace. Then they turn around a corner, and they're gone from sight. I shove my dagger back into the sheath. Okay, now you. Did you steal these apples? Or whatever the fuck is in the bag? No. They... This has happened a few times. We've been here for a few days, and... Is she lying to me? Can I make an insight check? Yeah, uh, just just for clarification, I can't remember if the guard said how long the refugees have been here. Did no, he say that? I don't he remember. didn't say that. I don't think I don't he think said so. how long they've been here. 
Uh, make an inside check. Hey, that's pretty good. Dirty 20. Um, you can tell that she's being honest. The, um, the apples that she bought seem to, at least as far as she's explaining to you, have been purchased by her and uh, there you don't see or sense any kind of lie or malice coming from her words. Hmm. We've been here for a few days and it's been non-stop coming from the locals. We don't reach their same level of finesse. And as a result, we tend to get pushed around a lot. Well, it's judging by those, those two that you were just dealing with, I don't think you want to be on their level. They are beneath you. I just want to go home, but we don't have one. You came from Loudwater? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, uh, we, we came through there. It's, uh... Has it gotten any better? You can see, like, almost, like, true hope trying to push through her sad demeanor. I just, for a hot moment, I just stare through her, not at her. Ah, uh, no. No, it's... It's not good. Oh. Um. Well, that's... That's disheartening. Yeah. I'm, uh... I'm sorry. I know what it's like to lose something. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where are the rest of you? I was just bringing the food back. Well, we do uh, a lot of work in the... City watch, well, I guess more so the eyes with no weapons, no way to defend ourselves. We tend to just be at the mercy of the jobs they give us. Hmm. We'll, uh, we'll tag along to make sure you're doing alright. Maybe we can help out a bit. Thank you. My name is uh, Divinine. Did you sneeze? What was that? Divinine? Uh. Okay. I have now put it on the page. <laughs> In my memory bank. <laughs> my Google it's Drive there. bank. It's right there. Aw, oh, yes. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought you said. I just wasn't quite sure. Well. She turns around and starts heading towards the tent. Uh, it doesn't take very long with you following. Um, there's a few corners that take in, and uh, in that time, you can definitely tell that there are people that have been leaving the streets as you you and your party have been going along with this girl. They are seeming to try to avoid being within a vicinity of you all, and eventually you consistently just find yourselves in completely empty roads as everyone has left it. Only to reemerge after a certain distance of you going further in. These lousy layabouts. Uh, making it to the tent, it is a fairly large tent, though it is just a tent. Um, it seems to have been basically I isolated from the rest of the city. It's in several different portions of a stable, almost. It has some hay... Uh, hay bales or patches nearby. Uh, a few horses seem to be just feeding, and um, you can hear the sound of what seems to be pigs from inside of a building that's nearby. That's pleasant. 
Um, it doesn't smell very nice, but you can tell that it's not um, at fault of really the animals. <clears throat> okay. Uh, how many people are in around this tent? Um, right now there are two. There is a older woman who bears similar um, aspects of the girl divinine in front of you. Um, and what looks to be a fairly older man, he has like, he's probably in his mid to late fifties and he is for his age, he's pretty well built off and seems to be doing some manual labor, cutting different portions of, uh, stone using what looks to be, uh, a large cutting rock as well as, uh, an ax nearby. He's more or less doing some chisel work. I see. A stonemason. Very, very good. Uh, so, Divinine, this is your grandmother? Mother? This is my older sister. I bite my knuckles. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. We get mixed up fairly often. She is about... Sister, how old are you? The older woman kind of turns back. Oh, you made it back, Divine. And who are you? Oh, by the way, you should never just ask the age of someone like that. It's very rude. Sorry, sister. It's just, um, I was asked a question. You also told me that it was rude not to answer when asked. My younger sister is about six years younger than me. So, it tends to be, um, mistaken for uh, mother-daughter relationships. Not grandmother, but mother-daughter. Jester counts on his fingers. He counts his uh, invisible sixth finger. <laughs> ah, yes. Okay, that makes you, uh, he recounts. 25? Oh, no. I'm 28. He counts again. <laughs> <laughs> Divinine pitches in. I'm 22. Okay. It appears that her age does not match the look and aspect of her. That could be due to many different things of just different personalities, or as well as that it could be... Um, Good genetics? <laughs> genetics, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, sorry. That was rude of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So what did Divinine require from you? Uh, nothing. We, me and my friends here, we came from Loudwater, uh, looking for survivors. Um, as you say that, Divinine goes inside the tent, and you can hear her put down the apples, a couple of them just kind of, like, roll out, she picks them up, puts them back in the basket. She doesn't come back out. The, uh, older man, at that point, has pushed the, the, uh, chiseled, the chisel into the rock very deep as it kind of just sticks out. You came from Loudwater. You were we, looking for us? We went through uh, about a week ago. Saw what had happened there. <sighs> Hasn't changed then? It's uh, not great, no. 
Well, you're about a week too late. Had you come any sooner, you would have been able to find us while we were there. Probably best that I didn't find you there. I suppose. Well, this is about all that's left. We have one more coming somewhere, but he's on a job. We recently lost another due to events. Events? He lost his life on the work. An accident happened, and he fell from the wall. That's horrible. Are you... I, I, I hold my tongue. So, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Me and uh, Astrin. Not Astrin. That was already a name given out to somebody else. Mm. Herda. Herda. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. We're the two older ones here. These people. <laughs> These people are gonna die. <laughs> Jester, no. <laughs> They're innocent people. You there? Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah. How long have you, uh, been living in this tent. Well, we've been living here in the tent for a few days, maybe about close to four, but we were actually kind of held up by the city guards for about three days after making it here. I see. Um. I didn't um, believe the story. Yeah, well, these people are, uh, well, they're pretty bad. Uh, they're right assholes, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I have no respect for most of them. Uh, now look, it's obvious to me that you people do not want to stay here. That's no. pretty clear. Yeah, I'd say so. As much as I love to chisel bricks out of stone... I'd like to go home, but we don't have one. Yeah, uh, you ain't gonna be going back to Loudwater, unfortunately. Do you people have any relatives anywhere? Any place you could go? You can see um, the older man's face just kind of gets boiling red and hurt, uh, puts her head down. We all lived in Loudwater together in a communion sort of relationship, so... Yeah, I, I'm, I know. And I'm sorry. I'm trying to offer you people help. Please just hear me out. It's obvious to me that staying here is not going to help you people in the long run. That much is perfectly clear. You can't go back to Loudwater because it is a... Well, yes. Mm -hmm. We oh. kind of just nod. Your best bet would be somewhere else down the road. You have any ideas of where to go? Anything that uh, you might have seen or been to yourself? Well, it depends on how far you want to go. If you want to make the way all the way to Waterdeep, uh, you could talk to a couple of people we know, and they could set you up with work. 
You said water deep. Water deep. It is quite the ways, I will admit, but it's a good place to start over. As you bring up Waterdeep, both Herda and the man's, like, kind of exchange glances. The final person that's alive is from Waterdeep. He came maybe a few days before the event. He said that he was brought onto for a job. And, well... At the time of, he was escorting us to find Divinine. Hmm. She had gone down the river, kind of fell about a good mile down the river. Oh, well, I'm glad she's okay now. That sounds terrible. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you, you see her. But, yeah, well, yeah, she's over there. Uh, I pointed the tent. <laughs> yeah, Rask says that he's uh, he was a member of a group that used that was stationed there. Rask. Rask, yeah. That's, that's what he goes by. He's a strange man. A little bit of. Uh, a little bit of a weakling, if you ask me, but hey, I don't judge him. He survived. I've um, got a funny little little story here for you. I mean, probably not funny. Uh, important, I suppose. As a, as a DM, are you telling this dude? The dude. Okay. Uh, is there this this dude? Did he tell you where he came from and why? He said Waterdeep. He said he was looking for work. Him and his friends were. Uh, an old adventuring group, and um, they showed up in Waterdeep. How many of them? Uh, it was him and about three others, I believe. Hmm. That sounds like more than a mere coincidence, Anna. What do you mean? Wait, I wouldn't know that, would I? Or would you have told me that? I would have told you everything involving our mission, what we were doing, and recent events. I wouldn't have gone into what happened in Hell, what happened before Hell, or anything like that. Basically everything that involved Waterdeep, because that was only a few days. Okay. So I feel like that would have been enough time for me on the rest of the journey to kind of explain what all happened and why we're going where we are. Okay. Uh, so, Anna, do you think there's a good chance that this Rask dude is part of the team we're supposed to meet in Loudwater? It's a fair chance should probably talk to him probably important yeah uh yeah Mr. uh Mr. Sir Mr. 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 Name that just call me N what N okay you know the letter okay yes letter N yes I get it See, he's probably a little bit of a crotchety older man. I get that feeling. Has a, <laughs> a short-ish temper. Ugh. Look, getting mad at me is not going to help anything, so calm the fuck down. Sorry, it's been stressful. No, I know. I understand. I just direct your anger at somebody else who deserves it, please. 
I'm gonna put it into my work. And he goes back to sit down. No, get over here. We're not done talking. <laughs> uh, leans back in the stool, basically, because it's not a chair. It's just a stool that he was sitting on. Stands back up. Now look. What else you need? Uh, we can get you out of here, if you so desire. Send you on your way to Waterdeep. It's a pretty far travel. We have a carriage and a horse. Oh. Any any way to feed us while we go? We've been surviving off table scraps for a while. Well, I reach into the bag. I have one of these, and I pull out one of the pale green gemstones. So you put your hand into the bag, and you try to imagine what was in it. Because I had a picture. Know. I wouldn't remember. Unless you, you try a picture. <gasps> Even being told what's in there, you need to know the characteristics of it and Ouch. think of what it is. Ouch. As you put your hand into the bag and try to think of the gemstones that you were told of, you can't image it. The picture doesn't show into your brain as you try to pull out, because you've known this bag of holding, you've seen it, you've pulled things out of it before. You think to yourself the dagger, and you pull out a dagger that you have seen in it before. But you can't recall what the gemstone looks like. And you go to try to pull it out, and it doesn't emerge. Anna, I need your help. What? I, I, What's wrong? I can't find the gemstones in the bag. I know they're in there, but I, I can't find them. Oh, no, that's not a good... Well, that, I mean, her arcana is plus 11. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a bit, but if you turn the bag upside down, it'll pour everything out. I can't put an image into your brain of what it's gonna look like. Uh, there's, there's a lot in there, though, you said. <laughs> there is a lot in there, yeah. Do we want all, all of our our dirty laundry aired out for these people who are supposed to trust us? Like the Incubus Wing? <laughs> are you are you not able to take it out of the bag? What's wrong with the bag? I can't find it. Well, it's either that or or, or nothing. <sighs> Maybe do it somewhere hidden? Uh, okay. Uh, yes, we'll continue this conversation in a second, sir. I need to go find a quiet place to look in my bag. I uh, okay. Yes. A little, a little weird there, your friend. As uh, he seems to like turn, like turn over to Chalet and Eris, who look completely different than the rest of the aspect of the city, as their shadow guy individual with. With markings and green skin. <laughs> yes, I'm so... the weird one. Yes, that's... <laughs> yes. So you, you can easily find, like, a corner. Make a perception check. That's five. Okay, yeah, you find a corner that you think is uh, pretty well um, hidden from everyone that's around. You look around and you don't spot anyone. Don't hear anything either. Other than the chinging of a chisel in a brick. Okay. So I take the bag of holding and I just turn it upside down and shake everything out of it. Okay, as you turn it upside down, it just 
pour everything out of it. This cascade uh, of shit. <laughs> unbelievable amount of just garbage shoots out of it. <laughs> Fine clothes, dark masks, fancy clothes, gnomish clothes, a huge 12-foot chain just shoots out. A bag of ball bearings just splatters outwards. A hand mirror kind of like lands and almost nearly gets shattered. Just a potion flies out, a couple of them. A bunch of different daggers and just an abnormal amount of garbage. You find a human tooth shoot out as well, which is disturbing. And why do we have a tooth? You took it before. And then after that tooth, there's like a moment in the where the bag stops. You you go to look and you f- you hear, and this massive barrel just shoots out of the entire bag and lands, just kind of rattling into the side has a bunch of etchings and markings along the rim of it that give off this incredible, powerful presence. What the fuck is that? It's a barrel. Just just put everything back in. Okay. You you, you know what everything is now. Just, just, just put yes, it back. Don't so... worry about the handcuffs. Don't worry about the handcuffs. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, as you look over, you can see uh, orange fuzzy handcuffs are kind of there. You're into some weird shit, Anna. That... that... Just put everything back in the bag. So I, I I look at every individual item, so I got a good idea what it looks like, and then I put it back yeah. in the bag. Okay, yeah. Now you now you know everything that, that is involved with the bag. <laughs> After looking at everything and worried, do you also put the tooth in there? Or? I put the tooth in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you now have extensive knowledge of everything that is in the bag including your seven copper pieces why do we have seven? I don't care I don't care to ask this question <laughs> okay okay so I get up and I head back towards the tent <laughs> okay you head back towards the tent after putting everything in it took probably a good minute to do so um, you get back to uh, N and as you talk to him the uh, he stands up and gets off from his stool and his chisel work. Did you figure everything out now? Yes, I had an awakening of the bag. I reach into the bag and I pull out one of the the, the green gemstones. <laughs> <laughs> all that, all that work for looking for a green rock. It's a fancy green rock. This will more than cover. Any and all expenses you could have on the road. Oh. Well. Thank you kindly. We'll definitely take this and uh, make it our way. I don't know if... Do you want me to cash this in and then buy all your goods? Do you think people are going to assume you stole this from somewhere? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually a better idea. You look to be kind of in your own way of What do you mean by that, my us. good man? <laughs> you look, because you are wearing fancy clothes, as you had not changed out of them. Oh yes, and we're also wearing our fancy armor on top of our fancy clothes. Exactly. So, you do give off a different presence than the individuals in front of you, as they're kind of wearing tattered commoner's clothes. Okay, clothes what about some this? People that have... What if I just go buy all of you a nice set of clothes each, and then you can go catch the rock? That could work. 
We've been in these for a better part of two weeks now. Do we have any fancy clothes we can just give them right now? Um, you have a single article of fine cloth. As we are wearing our fancy stretch clothes. I see. Um, Those are your clothes, though. I'm not going to give them them. Give them to them. We have the fancy stretch ones. The ones that fit for uh, multiple transformation stuff. Yes, but the fancy clothes are your your court stuff. True. Yeah, Anna would be a little bit more attached to them. Okay, Uh, we're going to give them to them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No. In in theory. In theory. Jester would not. Jester wouldn't know. <sighs> Don't make me do this. <laughs> it's up to you. Play no, your character. He'd just go buy them more clothes. Okay. He has um, no grasp on money. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, you can easily go out and buy much nicer clothes. They're a bit more upscaled. Um, make a investigation check just to see how well you can find them. Maybe get like a meta cheaper than already over cost that's a two a two um you look around and you're not spotting anything like there's rare shops as you're currently passing several shops selling their cloth and you're just like i can't find anything and eventually you come to a shop that uh is extravagant the home has like a domed cover to the top of it and uh has glassware that's multiple multiple colors and painted on that just shines off like almost like a disco ball type of behavior. Wow, I, I break um, down crying at the beauty. <laughs> um, <clears throat> as you approach, the uh, dwarven man behind the counter is wearing extremely nice clothes. He's not facing you, but it's uh, fairly well off and good looking. And um, you approach, you can see that he has several articles of um, beautiful, beautiful cloth. Sir, this is... this is all beautiful. As you talk, his ears kind of perk for a second, and his head lifts up, and he slowly turns to face you, and you can tell this is the dwarven man that you had spoken to before, (gasps) involving uh, Divinine. Divinine. No! What no, fuck I leave. I just leave. <laughs> Take off running away. <laughs> um, you can find, um, find after just taking off, he doesn't give chase or anything. Um, <laughs> you sprint away. You can find fine clothes for about. Um. I don't know. You can find fine clothes for about 20 gold pieces a piece. Uh, per outfit? Yes. So, we so you're getting them for three four, individuals. Three? It would be... Well, are you paying for the four people, or are you paying for three? Because there's currently the three that are at the tent, and then... Um, the and then Rask. Who I assume Mr. Operative has his own money, so he's on his own. Okay. I will. So you, yeah, I will trade the, the the pale green gemstone that I was gonna give to them for uh, three outfits and the rest in gold coins. Okay. Um. Yes, he does pay you the rest in gold coins. Beautiful. 
Okay, so you paid on the gold, the green gemstone. I already marked it from before. Yes. And um, so it would have been come to 60 gold pieces, so 115 115. Beautiful. Good, good. Okay. So you now have three sets of fairly decent clothes. You had to kind of look at one and try to imagine in your mind the the look and desire from the... uh, from N, while the other two are of similar height, so it's fairly easy to kind of ascertain what they need to wear. Awesome. I bring them back their outfits and a sack of gold. You hand them the 115 gold? Yep. Okay. Um, so you hand them the clothes, they look at you. What? Why are you doing this? Because I'm... I think I'm a good person, and this is what good people do. You can see that uh, Divinine um, has been munching on a few apples in the meantime of waiting. And um, as she takes it, her face just kind of like perks up and she immediately runs inside the tent and kind of shuts the blinders as as much as she could and starts to change. You can hear rustling inside. Um, Herda pitches in. This is, this is so much. Thank you. Thank you for everything. We've only known you for so little amount of time and you're doing all this for us this is thank you you people have had a very very bad past couple weeks and I uh, thought I'd do something good for a lot of you so there you go have fun when you get back to Waterdeep uh yeah if we're in the city, I guess we'll come looking for you for a drink or something. Thank you. Thank you for everything. And, um, they, the, the large man, and he kind of looks at it, looks at you. This is the first good thing that's come from the city. Good on you. And he holds out a hand to you. Are we going to do, like, the predator handshake or to shake hands? Okay. Yes. You, you you do the predator handshake. I don't know what that looks like. So. Uh, that's where you. I can't explain this to you. See if I can find the picture. <laughs> okay. Um, is that where you like interlock three fingers? No. Oh, because I've seen that one. It, it looks like more like an arm wrestle, but without the. Uh... Oh oh, is it like the two big muscly guys yes. that like slap hands together? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. The ones that's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> um, although you are not a muscly individual, he, he definitely overstates your arm. Limp noodle boy. <laughs> well, you are in Anna look, I believe. Yes, we are just sad and limp. You need to work out more on it, goddammit. <laughs> Says the one who's in the same boat as me. Anyways, um, after he does the incredible forceful handshake with you, he takes the chisel, kind of like plucks it out where it was, and then they're going to really like this too much, but we'll be gone before they find out. And he just takes the chisel and slams the the hammer into it, and the chisel just goes straight down into the rock and starts to split in several different places. Uh, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Fuck them, am I right? Oh, yeah. They'll have to fix that one on their own. Okay. I have 
one uh one one at thing to ask of you. What's up? Uh before you leave, I would like to talk to uh Rask. And then you're free to do whatever. Alright. What's your name? My name. Uh Anna. Okay, thank you for your name. What you need? Oh, I didn't hear you properly. Uh, I, did, <laughs> I need to know... I, I think... Hmm, I'm probably telling you too much. We're, we're, I think we're working for the same people. We were sent to uh, meet with people in Loudwater. And, well, we got there and we all know how that went down. Mm-hmm. See, it kind of gets physically upset I uh I have reason to suspect that he is the man we are looking for who Rask yeah I mean I don't think he's the one that caused this oh no not caused it uh oh I yes, see the one that you're meant to find is him speak to yes I see I see that I'm trying sense. to be vague to give you plausible deniability or something like that. I read about uh, it in the book once. Well. Objection. Thank you for looking out for it. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> well, um, thank you for doing everything you can, but. I mean, Rask had been only at the town for a week or so, a few days. It's been hard to uh, equate. How long he's been there? It's uh, anything is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. He'll probably finish up his work and then come back to the tent, say this evening. Okay. Oh uh, well, what time is it right now? Um, I would say after traveling through the city, spending about an hour, it's probably around three, four o'clock. So there's only a few more hours before evening begins to hit. Okay. Uh, so, now that you are all free, I suppose to leave whenever you want. Mm -hmm. You want to have some kind of fancy meal here? A group of us to boost our spirits or something? Sounds... sounds pristine. Let's let's all change first, and after um, a few more moments, uh, Divinine comes out wearing the fancy clothes that you had purchased for her, being the shorter of them, um she's wearing what looks to be like a slightly light blue lavender type of cloth or design that has frills going down below it that have a slightly darker blue shade and tint to it. It's a very blue dress and it um, comes with uh, leggings that go down all the way down to her ankles that seem to have a intricate design and lace work to them in black lettering or not lettering but black lace work oh my that's extravagant you look stunning well I mean you're the one that purchased it for me so thank you don't worry about it's it been a, it's been a long time since we've been able to have fun here we're gonna go out for a nice fancy meal and then I will send you all on your way bringing up meal uh, her eyes widen as she just kind of finished off the remnants of another apple that would be incredible and single file one by one they finish getting fully dressed and um, they 
the N is wearing what looks to be a pretty fairly white blazer. There was a lot less black cloth around as um, it would retain the heat a lot during manual labor jobs. Mm. But um, he's wearing a fairly white, probably beige looking uh, blazer. And Herda comes out wearing what looks to be a yellow and white type of dress in similar fashion to uh, um, Divinine's, except that it uh, doesn't have leggings and the frills at the bottom of it are actually more toughed out as if it's uh, more of in like a tutu kind of aspect, but not obviously not that range of width. Yeah. I see. They all look great. I am very pleased with this purchase of their money. <laughs> <laughs> that we are giving them. Yes. They don't need to know that we bought stuff with their money. <laughs> Good. Okay. Good. Good. Yes. Uh, well, I have some business to take care of before this, this grand meal. Uh, I suppose let Rask know that we are here and we are looking for him and he is more than welcome to join us for supper if so desires. Alright. Well, um, we'll wait here then. Okay. I'll, we'll, I'll be back soon. Unless these two want to come with me, I suppose they'll stay here. Chalet and Eric's kind of pitch in. We'll, we'll follow you. We, um, think they'll be fine here. I give them a thumbs up. Okay. So what are you doing, Jester? Oh, I want fancy clothes. Fancy clothes that aren't obviously acrobatic clothing. All right. I want to go find, hmm, like a like a nice, nice suit. Good, like a dress suit or like a uh, like a professional suit. Uh, nice dress suit. Nice dress suit. Okay. Uh, make just a uh, make an investigation check. Oh boy, here we go again. Not going to use this dice that's cursed me before. Aw, yes. Okay. Son of a bitch. That's another two. Another two. So you're looking around, and it's a little difficult. You come across uh, suits that are are exactly what you're looking for, but they are significantly smaller than you. Like, easily dwarven size, and we are not remotely that height. Uh, No. Uh, you find some that are very immaculate, but not the correct color. And uh, some of them are in disgusting orange God. kind of man- like mannerisms and just disturbing. Just give me the black suit, goddamn! What is this <laughs> orange shit? <laughs> it takes a it takes a, a good chunk of time. The sun's starting to set. You're just like frantically looking around. You do find a um, a human man who seems to be. Uh, with a twiggly straight mustache, twiggly straight, a straight mustache and um, kind of a beard that just goes down like a goatee, very triangular on his face, and um, he's selling many different suits, and they look fantastic, <laughs> though they are very overpriced. How much are we talking here? He is selling a suit for thirty gold pieces. Well. We have a bunch of stolen money. <laughs> uh, we have no gold pieces. We could give him a stolen rock to get some 
some some non-stolen gold. <laughs> Fair. Are you giving the green or an orange one? I should also point out that I am in Jester's normal form. Okay, so you changed to, to like an alley somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chalet, Eris, I assume you want maybe to dress up as well? It would be nice, yeah. Uh, um, whatever I have left over from this, I'll give it to you two to go get what you want. Well, thank you. Anna, do you want something as well? I should be fine. I have a few things. Like what? I can work with my previous attire. Oh, those clothes that were in the bag. Mm -hmm. I was totally gonna... Never mind. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Do what you need to. It's just clothes, after all. Not the end of the world. Well, you were not materialistic at all. Not with clothes. Feels a little weird that you're spending so much gold on clothes. I like high fashion. As what you say it? that, there is a moment, a brief flash in your mind of you wearing what looks to be a jester hat with a single bell that just dingles in the air it just dangles there and for a brief moment that image flashes and then fades I brace myself against the side of a building with my hand like I'm like I have a head rush or something Shalaneris like rushed you are you are, are you okay what's wrong I I yeah yeah I think I'm okay I got a flash of myself wearing a hat nice tall jester's hat with a bell on it. Shalaya looks at Eris, then looks back. Well, take it easy. We don't know what's going on with you. So, just... If, if you need to, then take a break. I, I know. I, I think I'm okay. I take a couple okay. shaky steps, but I quickly get back in stride. Okay, and yeah, eventually you get back into your momentum again and your stable station. Okay, yes, gonna buy this overpriced suit. Is it a three-piece or two-piece? And is it, it all is black or is it multicolored? Um, it's it's mostly black, and then it's a slight gray on the interior. Oh my, it's 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 amazing. I need shoes to go with this too. Does he do shoes? Yes, it is in fact shoes as well. Good. I will take a whole outfit, please. Old black suit and black shoes. Yes. <laughs> in, uh, you know, in this place where the sun is, you get the feeling that this dude does not get that much business as everything is black here. <laughs> it is... It is good. It is. I like black. It is hot. It's my it color. Hot. We don't need to live <laughs> fashion first. <laughs> I will die fashionable. We're really wearing it for tonight and then whenever we go somewhere fancy, so... Fair. You also do have a dark mask as well. <laughs> you could be fully black. Fully black. <laughs> but yes, so for 30 gold, he um, holds out his hand. Uh, I pay him in the last pale green gemstone. Okay. Would, would uh, Anna have told me that that's stolen? <laughs> um, probably not. Probably would have just told you that probably would have kept out you stealing things. Okay. We just have this illegally obtained rock. 
Yeah, you just don't know where it came from. Okay. I, I don't tell him that, obviously. I hand him the rock. Yeah. So he takes the rock, looks at it. I mean, this is pretty nice, but it's not quite worth what you're thinking. It's about maybe only 125 gold piece gem. Inside check on that bastard. Okay, yeah, make an inside check. Natural 20. <laughs> you can tell he is full of shit. His hand is kind of shaking as he's like pressing up against it and like attempting at uh, earning a fair amount of free gold and money to substantiate himself. And um, he is not at all being very deceitful. Oh. Uh, well, if that's the case, I guess I'll just take my rock and go find business elsewhere. No, I didn't mean to waste your no. time. It wasn't a waste. Let me take a double. Let me let me take a double check here. And he kind of looks at it closer. You can tell with your natural twenty inside, he's just trying to put on a show mm -hmm. to stall. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw something that I thought was a scratch was actually just a, a refraction of the light. Here, here's the rest of your money. And he hands you uh, 145 gold pieces. 145? Yes. Okay, I will mark that down. Yes. Boop, boop. Oh, thank you, sir. And I smile to him like I know he was bullshitting me the whole time. He gives a, a very forced smile, kind of like the happy mass salesman. <laughs> uh, I don't like him now. Good, <laughs> have a good day, sir. Yes, you do as well, my good man. As you turn around, you can almost feel his daggers of eyes just staring at you, and a grimace come across his face. As I'm turn, as I'm going to leave, I turn and face him and use the unsettling visage. Oh God! Okay. Startle him. <laughs> so, all right, I'm just gonna make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, you hear the chittering of teeth as he just starts to like nibble on his fingers in a viciously fast manner with a natural two for a saving throw. <laughs> He's panicked. He starts like falling behind himself, knocking over a bunch of the clothing and some of the dwarves and he was there nearby are just like, what the fuck? And he's so scared and speechless he can't even speak and he's just trying to get as far away as possible. He kind of like brushes and moves the clothes around, throws it onto the ground, rushes in behind a doorway. I'd be fair to your customers from now on. Good day he's to you. He's not there to hear you. <laughs> he's not here to hear he's not there to hear you. And you you walk away with stride in your step. Well that was good. I'll tell you, these rich people are all assholes. <laughs> yeah, it has been very pleasant. The guard out front was actually pretty nice. Yeah, he was alright. I imagine there's a couple good eggs and a bad bunch, but, you know. Yeah, when you live around a certain group of individuals, they tend to just get in that mentality. I, yeah. All it takes is a little bit of poison for the rest to become ill. Mm, poison the wells type of scenario. I was imagining more of poisoning the chicken coop, but that works too. You know what, Harris it doesn't matter. and Chalet kind of look at each other. What? I haven't heard that before. But anyways, what you doing? I just deadpan stare at them. And I give them the stack <laughs> sack of gold. Take this and go get fancy. The hundred the hundred and forty five gold? Yeah. Okay. So you hand them the gold, they look at it. Well we'll definitely come back with uh, something to look nice in. I'll and be they back go, with they the take others. Them, 
You're just back there. Yeah. Meet you back there. All right. Oh shit! Over. I gotta go find Barst. Uh, give me half that. No, give me, give me thirty of that. <laughs> they count individually thirty gold pieces and hand them to you. Okay, thank you. I gotta thank go you. find Barst. <laughs> okay. Um, just make a perception check. He's a big dude. He is. He's a big dude. Stands He's out. A big dude. Stands out. Oh, that's actually important to note. I'm gonna pause real quick. What race is Barst? If he was technically undead, is he human? Yes. He's human. Okay. I just didn't. I just realized I didn't actually know. He is. Even though you, we wouldn't know this, he is from the north. The north. Okay. I just didn't know because. I mean, if you're a vampire, you technically don't necessarily have a race. Yeah. You're just a monstrosity, I think, right? Yeah. Well, you're undead. Eh, both, both are applicable. Strahd is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Strahd is a bitch race. <laughs> Weird, I didn't know they had dog races. <laughs> that is a 14 for perception. Easily enough, he pretty much stands out being of his larger state and um, his kind of confused look. As you can tell, he's pretty much lost. You see him doing squares in a certain portion of the city. He just keeps taking left turns that lead him into the same alleyway. I catch up with him. Are you doing okay? You look a little lost. Yeah, um, just don't don't like the people here. No, his, I don't. His voice has consistently changed. Yeah, he's he's all over the I'm place. Just, I'm just gonna use his normal voice for for Barst. I'm just gonna use my normal voice. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure what uh, what we're doing here. Uh well, we found a potential lead. Uh, the survivors from uh, Loudwater came here with uh, uh, a, 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 an operative, I guess you could say, came from Waterdeep. Hmm. Oh, okay. I'm assuming the, he's one uh, of the ones we were supposed to meet. Right, right, that group. Yes. Also. Um, what are you carrying as your, he points to the, the the clothes that are in your hand? Look, these are my <laughs> fancy clothes. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to try to maintain hold. <laughs> okay. That is a seven. That is a ten. Okay, you maintain control for another five minutes. I love this fucking, my text tone. I spent a good, like, 30 minutes figuring out how to fucking put that into iTunes. <laughs> it is a nightmare to put tones in, but now that I know it, it'll take me maybe a few minutes per thing. Good. Bye. Okay. okay. So, yeah. These are my fancy clothes. We're going to a fancy dinner with the survivors and uh, the ladies. Take this. Hmm. I give him the, the sack of 30 gold. And what do you want me to do with this? Get some fancy clothes. You are not fancy. I would say I'm a hurt, but... And he kind of looks at himself. I don't I think you've changed clothes you. since you died. And then no, came back to life. <laughs> being, being what, um, what I was... I didn't realize how much I smelled. Yeah, it was pretty bad for a while there. I'm glad you took a bath. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a whole new lifestyle. 
Yes. But I'm gonna take care of that. And he starts to undo some of his clothes, then then pauses and waits. Not here. No, you Not don't here. live alone anymore. <laughs> and he goes off, putting back on the clothes that he was taking off, and goes to go buy some some fancy clothes. Shake my head, what a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. A, sh- a sheltered undead man. <laughs> Who lived alone for, like, an unknown amount of time. <laughs> an absurd length of time in the Shadowfell. <laughs> but, so what are you doing? Uh, is there any, like... No, I'm not gonna change in a dark alley. That's just asking for trouble. I'll head back to the, uh... The, the tent. Okay. Yeah, when you make it there, you can see that, um... Uh, Divinine and... Herda are uh, there. They seem to be um, cutting portions of apples and eating them as kind of just snacks as they're waiting. Uh, N has henceforth been chiseling a design into the rock and not actually making it bricks <laughs> like he was told to do before. He's just chiseling into what looks to be very nice, as it's been like a fair hour or two, very nice masonry. Is he just carving, like, a nondescript pattern? Or... Yeah, he's just carving... Because the, because the rock itself isn't very massive, and considering that he split it in half before, he kind of ruined the work on it. I see. The work potential. So he's more or less just doing what he wants with it, and you can tell that from the portion that he has, he's not even half done, but those portions are very, like, intricately designed. It looks like if it was bigger, it would be, like, a statue. I see. A, non- a non-humanoid statue, something of, like, a creature creepy well I am going to change am I allowed to change in your tent or do I go to do it in the big barn over there well if you if you need to you can do it in the tent none of us are going to look I'm slightly hurt but I do it anyway <laughs> I go change in the tent <laughs> okay. so are you taking off your armor or anything because uh, oh. it's going to look a little bit off yeah, I'll, I'll put the armor in the bag, I guess, for a fancy okay, dinner. So right, so right now we don't have our uh, mithril armor on. Yes. So what would that put our AC if we don't have our shield either? That would put our AC at We'll be armorless, so 12. it's 10 plus our dex. Yeah. Yep, so 12. Ooh, we're going to feel so... Na- oh no, 13, because we have the ring of protection on. Does it also account for proficiency? Or no? No, our... our Proficiency does not affect Yes. Okay, yes. But we have an armor class of 13 without any armor on. Indeed. Okay. But, so you come out looking immaculate. Um, It's it's a little strange as Jester's skin is a little bit more pale, but um, it it fits fairly well with the gray aspect of your um, suit. Your black shoes stepping out, and the moment you kind of step out, the sun's beginning to set. It's getting closer and closer. You can definitely tell why there's not a lot of black in the city because it is blistering hot with that sun. Oh, I see. Oh, I should also point out that I am the same person who was here before. Ah, uh, yes. Better not to ask questions, but I am definitely the same person. I was gonna ask. It was odd that who, like, by same person, who do you mean? Oh, if I. The woman who was here, the other two women. Make make a persuasion check. Twelve. 
they all kind of look at you. And they see... They, they would have seen you in the mithril armor before changing. I so see. that would have given them a fair estimate as they haven't seen anyone else in mithril armor in the city. <sighs> yes. Okay. I, uh, we won't ask questions, but... Um, I'll just throw I, it out there. I like... Th- I'm I I can change my shape from time to time. We'll we'll keep it at that. Okay. They kind of look at you, kind of like you're a crazy individual. Oh, it's like magic, but I can do it without magic. Uh, okay, okay. Do you want to explain yourself? Thank you for for tonight. Ugh, we're already off to a bad start. So, yeah, what are you doing? I guess at this I point just... the sun's starting to set. It's getting down and further and further. So if you waited like another hour, it'd become evening. Oh fuck! I didn't tell Barst where they are. Uh, I gotta go find Barst. <laughs> um, as go. you're like, as you're thinking, oh shit, I need to find Barst. Um, Chalet, Barst, and Eris are actually returning to you in full immaculate cloth. The um, heiress has picked out what looks to be a green and blue type of, um, not not like a dress, but just a nicer clothing, like a nice feminine cloth, and um, it looks kind of like the female version of like a suit. Damn. Nice. Um, Chalet has gone full, um, similar to your aspect business professional and has like a pair of glasses that she clearly doesn't wear normally and um, has put her hair up instead of it being just let down she looks nearly like a bodyguard like a secret service agent my god okay Um, (laughs) and Barst uncharacteristically has found um, some nice white clothing it is um, kind of like a duster type of coat but it has a red inlaid undershirt that comes to a tie as well oh my yeah the tie itself is also white so he's wearing pretty much like a white duster with a red undershirt you all look amazing this is hashtag squad goals you could have told me where everyone was. Uh, I start sweating profusely. Nah, yeah, probably. Whoops. It is what it is. I f- happened to find Chalet while she was talking back to a dwarven individual who was shouting at her. Little Tyke called me a, uh, called me a repulsive twig. So, I'd let him have it. Wow, that was the best he could come up with. I'm not saying what he did is good. It's it's rather bad, but that's a really poor insult. I expected more. Hmm. Maybe you couldn't think of anything at the time. Oh well. Sucks to suck, I guess. Mm-hmm. Probably not doing too well up in the brains department. I don't think many of the people here are. Uh, these people not included because they're not from here, and I like them a lot. Thank you. Divinian just kind of like perks in behind you. I point at her. Yes, exactly. Well, should we be off then? 
Yes, fancy dinner and all that. Alright. What's your plan? I will not maintain control. Okay. I will just give up. <clears throat> you probably got like an extra few minutes there because I accidentally hit pause on the timer, but oh well. <gasps> How could I was you? okay with it. I was okay with our with our end point in that one. Yeah. It would have ended just awkwardly in another place anyways, and in yeah. reality didn't didn't have a whole lot of of point to where it was. I think it, I think if I didn't hit pause, you would have stopped looking for Barst. <laughs> that's one of what would have happened. That's fine. Yeah. Ooh. Well, the start of the new arc has led us into some very depressing shit. Thank you. You're welcome. It's only going to get worse. Hope you're wearing the I'm, big boy pants. I'm expecting nothing to go well with dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full on expecting shit to happen. Well, we'll have to wait till next time to figure that out, won't we? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to the second arc of Double Time, Dangerous Unfamiliar Faces. We will be back again next week. Next week, yes. Yes, next week. Recording for us, probably now. Probably right, right away. Right away. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank, you, thank you all for listening. Uh, yeah. Have, have a good night. Have a good night or a good day or whatever. <laughs> Goodbye. Warning. This podcast may contain adult content or language. It also might contain content that could be seen from others as uncomfortable or upsetting due to personal reasons. If that is the case, then please proceed with caution or stop the video as we at the table are comfortable in most circumstances. This is a safety blanket meant for all individuals watching these episodes as it is unclear what story content will be displayed. Hope you enjoy the story.